I am reading from a chapter from Learning from Experience by Wilfred R. Bion. This edition is Roman and Littlefield Publishers. Um, the original copyright is 1962 and 1983 by W.R. Bion, and this edition is from 2004. I'm reading chapter 13 from Learning from Experience. 1. For effective use, it is necessary to be able to regard alpha function as constant by virtue of its status as an unknown. Insofar as it is flexible, its flexibility derives from the use of variables as factors that can be replaced, as I explained earlier, by theories and concepts of fixed value. The values given to the variables, the factors, must be genuinely constant so that once their value has been fixed, the meaning of alpha function is fixed. In practice, even an approximation to precision is only possible in the sense that the factor must be clearly described, or in the instance of a theory, correctly quoted. 2. As an example of an attempt at precise formulation, I take alpha function and two factors, excessive projective identification and excess of bad objects. Suppose that in the course of the analysis, these two factors are obtrusive to the exclusion of other factors that the analyst has observed. If psychoanalytic theory were rationally organized, it should be possible to refer to both these factors by symbols which were part of a system of reference that was applied uniformly and universally. The Kleinian theory of projective identification would be referred to by initials and a page and paragraph reference. Similarly, Freud's view of attention would be replaced by a reference. This can in fact be done, though clumsily, by reference to page and a line of a standard edition even now. Such a statement could lend itself to mere manipulation, more or less ingenious, of symbols according to apparently arbitrary rules. Provided that the analyst preserves a sense of the factual background to which such a formulation refers, there are advantages in the exercise in precision and rigor of thought that is exacted by an attempt to concentrate actual clinical experience so that it may be expressed in such abstract notation. Further, the analyst can see from an inspection of his formalizations which theories he is using and which he neglects. From evidence of neglect, he could deduce either that his psychoanalytic armory was becoming impoverished or that certain psychoanalytic theories were not, in his experience, standing up well to the test of clinical usefulness. In either case, this would be a valuable insight. The formula provides a shorthand summary of sessions over a period. It should be possible to see what links one summary has with another, thence to predict by reference to the theoretical deductive systems in which these factors appear as hypotheses or premises and analytical situations that may develop. Alpha function may be a major preoccupation of the analyst in a particular analysis, but it does not follow that it will continue to be so, or that, being so, it will have the same value in subsequent weeks. In the next group of sessions, it may become clear that a belief that a bad object exists is being expressed, 
as an expression of envious disparagement of a good object. In that case, the formulation will reflect the change of factors. By the next week, alpha function may, long, may no longer be of central importance, and other factors and some other function may have taken its place. The principle of applying the theory of functions remains the same whatever the function and whatever the factors of which it is the function. 3. As a method of making something clear to himself, the analyst needs his own book of psychoanalytic theories that he personally frequently uses together with page and paragraph numbers that make their identification certain. 4. The capacity to remember what the patient has said needs to be allied to a capacity for forgetting, so that the fact that any new session is a new session, and therefore an unknown situation that must be psychoanalytically investigated, is not obscured by an already over-plentiful fund of pre- and misconception. Yet, the analyst needs all the knowledge of the patient and the discoveries and work of his predecessor in the field that he can muster. This reinforces the need for a firm structure, a theoretical framework of psychoanalysis which is yet capable of flexibility in action. If the rigidity of the theoretical structure is weakened by departure from theory, such departures become easier to detect. For example, if reference to transference is made by specific quotation, it can be seen that, seen that the writer is claiming to use the term with meanings already established. If conscious anxiety about the analyst is said to be a factor in the transference, it would be apparent that the writer had in mind some phenomenon not the same as that described by Freud in the passage to which the reference is made. Flexibility is conferred by working with functions that are variables whose value only becomes constant when for the variables of which it is the function that there are substituted factors which are constants. At present, the nearest to a constant in psychoanalysis is the use of a page and line reference to the theory that is being employed as a factor. 5. With the deterioration in the analyst's theoretical and analytical equipment, I need not concern myself here. It is sufficient that a method of formulation would help to make it manifest and enable the analyst to take such steps as he thought necessary. Diminished use of a psychoanalytic theory might show that it was not surviving the test of analytical practice. 6. A record of sessions that showed succinctly the progress of the analysis by representing the theories employed would thus serve a purpose that was more than an aid to the analyst's memory. Its value as a record of work done, and indirectly of the analyst's method of working, would be great, but the central problem concerns the need for a system of notation that is valuable, both for recording analytic problems and working on them. 7. The system of notation must make it possible for the analyst to provide a record that he himself can understand, after a lapse of time, and that can be communicated to others without serious loss of meaning. Difficult as it may be to fulfill this ambition, its achievement would not be enough. For development of psychoanalysis, a notation must be found that records psychoanalytic work, as mathematical notation records facts. But just as mathematical notation records facts and provides a means for calculation as well, 
So the ideal psychoanalytic notation must provide a means for working on the problem that the notation has enabled the analyst to record. The end.